greetings with love and gracious, God's gracious health and well-being. God's grace and peace from God who is light and love from Jesus who just like us took a body and the Holy Spirit who brings life and flourishing God's grace and peace to each one of you in this difficult time COVID-19 time a time of uncertainty and anxiety elective surgical procedures are rescheduled Dental appointments, other appointments are canceled. Those of us who like to watch sports or participate, changes, it's difficult for workers and businesses. And just think of the people who are taking care of us, our medical personnel that are exposed to this virus, first responders, police, uh, people who are providing essential services, food, our elected officials who are working hard. We're very thankful for these people. My, my prayer is that this John 9 text that we have today will provide wisdom and light and comfort for us during this time. A while back on 60 Minutes, there was a segment about a young man who was born prematurely developed retinopathy, a prematurity, a blindness. His parents started him on piano lessons when he was young, and now when he listens to music, he can hear. A neuroscientist did a MRI, and he was listening to a boring lecture, and then he was listening to jazz, and during the time he was listening to jazz, his occipital cortex just lit up programmed for music. This is amazing. Now this person has a major disability, which is blindness. I have a wandering left eye, astigmatism. I've had this since I was very young. I'm not sure if I've been or had it. But I have people with whooping cough when I was nine months of age and three days before inoculations. At any rate, I have to concentrate on using binocular vision, focusing up the eyes to do some medical exercises with pencil testing. My eye-hand coordination has never been really good. Uh, swinging a golf ball, I'm not particularly sure what will happen. So that's what this bill was asking us. It's not as severe as being blind, but uh, it's another disability in illness. And Jesus says in our text today, it's very clear, that disabilities and illness not sin. That's good news. Now before we look at the text, I want to say just a word about Greek grammar. In Greek, the verbs contain the personal pronoun. For instance, if I say lego, that means high speed. Now in English, that's not the case. We say high speed, you speak, he, she, or it speaks. But in Greek, the verb contains the personal pronoun. So if Greek says ego, lego, ego is a noun with a personal pronoun, that means I, I speak. And Greek does that for emphasis. It also uses uh, demonstrative pronouns, uh, intentional personal pronouns. It uses demonstrative pronouns for emphasis. So this one or that one uh, is, he is, uh, 
to put on his new commitment system. Now, in this text, I have bolded where this happens. There are many occasions where in our vision emphasis that I bolded where this does happen. And if we observe this emphasis, I think uh, it becomes evident that what is at stake here is who Jesus is, who this one, who that man is, and where he comes from, and who sent him. So before we start uh, this text, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, please bring light and illumination and vision to this text. We would like to see Jesus. Jesus, show us who you are. Open our eyes. And we give you thanks for all the people who are taking care of us, providing the services. And we pray for safety and your mercy and grace for them in this time. In Jesus' name. I'm going to go through this text and then uh, some theological reflections and then application. Let's look at scene one. It would help if you have your Bible or this text that Michelle sent out with the weekly. Scene one, Jesus and the disciples. And as he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked the question, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man sinned nor his parents, but that the deeds of God might become known in him. It is necessary for us to do the deeds of the one who sends me while it is day. Night is coming when no one is able to work. When I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying these things, he spit on the ground and made mud from the saliva and spread the mud on his eyes and said to them, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated, who He who has been sent then he went and washed, and he came back being able to see. Jesus says clearly that this man's disability or illness is not sin. It is necessary for us to do the deeds of the one who sends me. Jesus is the one sent out from God. He is the light of the world. Go wash in this pool. Jesus uses soil and touches this man. Water is part of it. The word becomes flesh. John 9, along with John 4, woman at the well, John 11, raising of Lazarus. Uh, historically in the church, it's a wonderful text in preparation for baptism, which often has been neglected. Let's look at scene two. The man and his neighbors. Now the neighbors and those observing him before that he was a beggar were saying, he is not the one sitting and begging. Others were saying that he is. Others were saying, no, but he is similar to him. He kept saying that I am. Now they kept saying to him, how then were your eyes opened? He answered, 
The man who was named Jesus, who was loved and anointed my eyes, and said to me that go to Siloam and wash. Then after going and washing, I received the sign. And they said to him, Where is this person who was healed? He said, I don't know. Scene three, the man and the Pharisee. They, the neighbors, are bringing him the formerly blind man to the Pharisee. Now the day on which Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was the Sabbath. Thereupon the Pharisees then began also asking him how he became able to see. And he answered them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed my face, and I see. And some, some from the Pharisees began declaring, This man is not from God, because he doesn't observe the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a sinful person perform such miracles? And division or dissension was among them. Then they're asking the blind man again, What are you saying about him since he opened your eyes? Then he answered that he is a prophet. The Gospel of John has levels not only of meaning but of time. I would suggest three levels for your consideration. The first level is Jesus' public ministry. The second is the 80s or 90s when John's community gave us this gospel. The third level of time is the hearers, us, now. And at all three levels of time, the same good, appropriate discussions are taking place, have taken place, and are taking place. How do we value God's gift of Sabbath? Who is Jesus? And what counts as sin? Kneading the mud was a form of work prohibited on the Sabbath. The neighbors thought the Pharisees should know. The Pharisees were divided. Some were certain, and others were more open. Scene four, the man's parents and the Pharisees. Now the Judeans, this may be a mix of Pharisees and neighbors, did not believe concerning him that he was blind and received sight until they had the parents of the one who himself received sight called. And they asked them, saying, Is this man your son? He whom you are maintaining that he was born blind. How then is he now seeing? Then his parents answered and said, We know that this man, is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. But who opened his eyes, we do not know. You ask him, he has referred you. He will speak concerning himself. For already the Judean leaders had decided that if anyone acknowledged him the Messiah, he or she would be expelled from the synagogue. Because of this, his parents said that he has referred you. You ask him. Now, after the Roman War of 66 to 70 in the Christian era, when Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed, the Pharisees persevered. They survived and became the synagogue leaders. 
John's community may have and probably did included, include Judeans and Samaritans and Galileans. This community and its Judean leaders or Pharisees disagree on who Jesus is. Now remember that in Jesus' time, Jesus' dear friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, many of his disciples, with whom he stood in solidarity, were all Judeans. And Jesus himself was born in Bethlehem of Judea. The healed man's parents here, like Nicodemus, were fearful of being excluded. Let's go to scene five, the man and the Pharisees. Then they called the man who was blind for the second time and told him, Give praise to God. We know that this man is a sinner. Then he answered, If he is a sinner, I don't know. One thing I know, that when being blind, now I am seeing. Then they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I already told you, and you did not agree. Why again do you want to hear? Surely you don't want to become his disciples. And they abused, reviled him, and said, You are a disciple of that man, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know this man from where he the man answered and said to them, Indeed, the amazing thing about this is that you don't know from where he is, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if someone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Since the beginning, it has not been heard that someone opened the eyes of one born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do anything. They answered and said to him, In sins you, that's the word, plural, were born, and you are teaching us? And they drove him out. The Pharisees called the man the second time. The deep irony of the fourth gospel. This reminds me of Pilate and Jesus. Pilate has Jesus standing right in front of him and asks, What is These Judean leaders say, give honor, praise to God, tell the truth. We know that this man, Jesus, is a sinner. We do not know this man from where he is from. I already told you, and you didn't get it. In sins, you were born blind. And Jesus does not fit in their body. Go to scene six, Jesus and the man. Jesus learned that they threw him out, and after finding him, said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, And who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? Jesus said to him, Not only have you perceived him, but also the one speaking with you is he. one speaking with you, that one is he. Then he said, I believe, Lord, and he fell down and worshipped him. Do you trust the 
same dream. Son of man is from Daniel 7, 13 and 14, and from 1 Enoch. Son of man is one who comes from heaven and is the ultimate judge of the living and the dead. But this person is not bestial. I believe this man is kind. This one notices what's going to be. The one speaking with you is that one person. For us in John's community that gave us this gospel, the risen Lord is speaking. What an astounding message. This man is an example. The fourth gospel wants us to also to believe and receive life and life abundantly. As one commentator said, all of us are really in darkness and need the giver of sight in Final scene seven, Jesus and the Pharisees. And Jesus said, for decision I have come into this world, so that the ones who are not being able to see might see, and those who are seeing might become blind. Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, surely we are not blind. Jesus replied to them, if you were incapable of comprehending you would not have sinned. But now you say that you see, your sin remains. So there were a subset of leaders who were with Jesus, and they asked the question, expecting a negative answer. There's some sadness here. As one of the commentaries said, if they would own their blindness, they would be candidates receive Jesus' gift of sight. Theological interpretation of this text. The eye disabilities of the prematurely born man and myself are not sin. Jesus makes this point clearly in our text, and that goes for cataracts and glaucoma, diabetes and arthritis and hypertension, ADHD, and depression, and cancer, and on and on. God has given much randomness and freedom to God's creation, which is still in process, still becoming, and we are co-creators. Randomness in the way our genes assort, chance exposures and encounters, this COVID-19 pandemic, accidents, the freedom of natural law, like the Earth's tectonic plates that grind against each other and cause earthquakes and tsunamis, and the freedom God gives to personal choice. Yet, in spite of all the randomness and freedom, it's a wonderful paradox and mystery that we see God's hand at work each day in amazing ways. We see Jesus at work bringing wholeness and healing in many ways, just as he did in this text. So what is sin? Should we talk about sin? What do you think is the sin of some of these Judean leaders? Well, sin in our text in the Gospel of John is not believing in the one sent by God, not trusting 
and believing means sin. Sin is saying, give honor to God, and then not seeing the person you have seen in the mirror. Some of the leaders and perhaps some of the neighbors are blind to Jesus and the formerly blind man. They label them both as sin. Seeing is important in the fourth gospel with different levels of meaning. To see is to have inner awareness, to be ready to learn about something process information thoughtfully, to consider something, to discover and find, to watch out for. A blind piano player can do all these things even though he can't read an eye chart. The eyes of his mind are open. In the Bible, from beginning to end, sin is injustice, injustice for the poor and needy and greed and idolatry. Injustice for the poor, needy, the landless, the orphan, the widow, the alien. John puts Jesus' cleansing of the temple in chapter 3. The outer court of the temple was to be a just and fair place and open to all, to be inclusive. Jesus laid down his life for these. God is mercy and justice. All through the Bible, God's interests are expressed. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus opens our eyes to see ourselves and others in need and gives us wisdom as to what actually counts. Application. If we also worship Jesus, we will love one another as Jesus loved us. This is a new commandment in John. Love one another as I have loved you. We will see one another as Jesus sees us. The Son of Man, that person, that man, that one, is kind. Kind to those of us with disabilities and handicaps. The Holy Spirit will help us also to be inclusive. Our disabilities are occasions for deeds of God to become known, disabilities and illnesses. When we are weak, we are strong by the Holy Spirit, and we can give God thanks. We will reach out and touch as we can. Our ritual of response this Sunday was to be anointed In the future, we will anoint and spread healing oil on each other, and we will wash each other's feet, even if not on Monday, Thursday. Today, I suggest if you have a hand cream that you like, after this service, you spread some of this ointment on your hands, perhaps the hands of someone else in your household. Or go out when it warms and work in the soil. Remember to touch and be helped. During this COVID-19 outbreak, we want our eyes, we want open eyes to see others, sometimes in poverty. We received an email from a family in our neighborhood. Uh, they were 
piece of paper which had the name of their church and they uh, offered to help with picking up shopping or extending phone calls. This is wonderful. We also received an email from the Rodriguez family which means in plenty of this week praying that you are healthy, reaching out to touch even our cottages. So we pray for open eyes to see those in front of us to be inclusive people. We will be inclusive. Inclusive and reach out and make beautiful gifts. Let's pray together. Only by your touch, your grace, Lord Jesus, are our eyes open. You have done so much We have confessed in this service our quickness to judge, to label as sinners, and exclude. Have mercy on us. Align our vision with your interest. Thank you for opening eyes. Thank you for life in your presence. Our cups do overflow with your goodness and mercy. We pray for wisdom and sight during this day, for relief of anxiety and fear for those in front of us, and for all health workers and first responders, those providing essential services and our elected leaders, we pray for wisdom and sight. And we believe, Lord, we trust. All glory is yours. Amen. Peace and all good to you. God bless you.